Howdy, and welcome back to the fifth quarter ACC Just Means Less podcast. This is Hayden of Fifth Quarter CCU. I have been, actually, I had the pleasure to pick the Coral Gables Regional as a regional that I will kind of break down. And I'm going to do it more, more so from the Miami standpoint since this is the ACC podcast. Even though I do know a good little bit about Louisiana, being they are in the Sun Belt, and they have played Coastal Carolina five times, so I've watched a good bit of Louisiana just right there. Now, one thing I want to say about Miami is, you know, I was at the ACC championship game when they played Clemson. And I'm sure you guys have listened to our episodes before and our episode when we covered that game. Uh, let's put it like this, man. Uh, frustrated is not the word to describe that game. And I hope and pray to God that Miami uses that to fuel their, you know, Omaha run. That game, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, and because of that, I'm going to just go in order of when I watched Miami in person and kind of how I saw them improve throughout the years. First, I started by watching a series in Winston-Salem where they played Wake Forest. Yes, they faced the best pitch-in that they will see all year. And it showed. Miami scored three runs all weekend. And it, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was cold. It was just, it was cooler evenings. And let's be real, Miami does not like the cold weather. Um, and when I say cold, I mean anything below 80. And I'm not even joking. Go watch Miami baseball when it is like 75 degrees outside. And I promise you, these guys will be in jackets, like big puffer jackets. Um, and if, God forbid, they're playing at uh, Notre Dame or Pitt or even Virginia, all oh, these guys will be in, you know, hoodies, face shields, you name it. You would watch these games and you would think, that it is like sub-freezing temperatures, and it and is not. But these guys are used to 100 degrees, humid. You know, when it's June in Coral Gables, these guys thrive. You know, Maine, you know, Maine better be glad that they are playing the night game against Miami because if they're playing at 2 o'clock, you know, Texas and Louisiana, they are used to that weather. Maine, I guarantee you Maine is not used to, you know, 95 degrees, humid as hell. And, you know, I haven't checked the weather down there. But it's the first weekend of June. You can almost book that it's going to be hot, humid, sticky, nasty. Uh, good thing about Coral Gables, if you're going, uh, when I went a few years ago, you're allowed to bring um, up to a certain size water bottle that is sealed, which is, you know, pretty good um, that they allow you to do that. Um but yeah, like I said, at Wake Forest, Miami just really did not care to be there. Their emotions were non-existent. Uh, team leadership was also non-existent. Uh, they, dude, I don't know how to describe it, but they looked like their their puppy ran away. Uh, their, I, I don't know, you know, their truck broke down. Uh, their girl ran off. Uh, you know, the fish, you know, they had a big fish and it fell off the hook. I, I can't describe, they, nonetheless, they did not want to be there, and it showed. Um, I watched them at UNC, and, you know, Miami was down to, really, traditionally, only two starters that weekend. 
and they ended up winning the series at Carolina, and they actually showed emotion. You know, they were having fun. And then most recently, I was at the AC Championship. Uh, for the most part, they had guys in the dugout, you know, spraying little uh, water guns, having a good time. They are being vocal. Huge credit to Gino, the head coach, man. He would have the boys on the top step. Didn't want any of them sitting down. Always kept them in it. So really, I gained a lot of respect for Gino just by seeing that this past weekend um, in Miami. Now, Miami pitching. I, I really don't think that it, it is that bad. Um, definitely, they can mash. You know, the Miami, they call themselves the Miami Mashers for a reason. You know, Yo-Yo Morales, Kfis, um, Levinson, uh, Sear. They got a lot of guys that can definitely hit in clutch situations down in Miami. Even Carrier. You know, Carrier comes off the bench, and he's just, I mean, he's kind of built like Aaron Judge. Even wears 99. So, I mean, come on. Dude definitely fits it. Um, you know, when Miami opens with Maine, you know, they might throw uh, Rosario in this game, and they will save, I would imagine they would save Zeal for game two in their regional, you know, and that would be hopefully against the winner of Texas and Louisiana. And in game three, that's when I think we see Carson. If, if, I had to, if I had to place money, place a bet, I think that is the order that they would go. I get it. In a regular season, you know, your number one will throw game one, your number two, number you know, will throw game two, and so on. However, we are at the part of the postseason where I think that Miami is going to save that number one when they play either Texas or Louisiana, you know, no offense to Maine. You know, Maine's been to Omaha seven times. You know, not recently. But I, there's, I don't think there's a need to throw Carson or Zeal against Maine, just to be quite honest with you. So I think it's going to be a Rosario game. If not, hell, I wouldn't be surprised if it is a chestnut game. You know, maybe throw some of the midweek guys. It would not shock me. Would not shock me. Now, let me, like I said, Miami can hit. I think they have decent pitching. They have Andrew Walters coming out of the bullpen, one of the best relievers in the country. He is up there with Teddy Sharkey of Coastal in the Sun Belt, who Louisiana saw a good bit of and lost when they saw Teddy Sharkey. Now, Louisiana had this one guy. I can't think of his name to save my life, but he's a bullpen guy, and he comes in. In not one game, but two games in the same day, through 10 innings of shutout baseball against Coastal Carolina, who is one of the top offensive teams in the country, shut them out in 10 straight innings in the same day. I'm not talking like, oh, it's the same day because, you know, the one game started that, you know, went in the midnight. No, I'm talking like they played, had like a 30, 45-minute break played again, and then he didn't start the second game. He came in the second game later on, like third in or something like that, and the dude shoved. I don't know if that's a one-time thing, performance of a lifetime, or what the hell it was. But if that guy comes in and you're watching, oh, I am for sure that the announcers will mention something about it, and you will know. Texas, on the other hand, I think Texas is a pretty good team. You know, this is another one of those regionals that if I could pick three regionals to go to, 
I honestly think that this is one of those regions that I would go to. Texas has a RPI of 28. They shared the Big 12 championship. They swept West Virginia to end the year, finished at 15-9. and nine. You know, they got a high RPI, top 30. You know, they're 38-20 and 20 overall on the road. They're only 10-7. and seven. Uh, They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. And just to name a few games, you know, they did beat Indiana in a series. They lost to LSU. Uh, they lost a series to Cal State Fullerton, and I hope you guys listen to my Stanford Regional so I can you can hear more about Cal State Fullerton. Um, non-conference, I mean, I really don't think Texas played. I mean, it says they have a non-conference schedule of 24, but I'm looking at, like, you know, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, San Houston State, Mercer, Manhattan, North Dakota State, New Orleans. So I'm not sure, you know, <laughs> where the strength of schedule comes from. Um but, you know, they, they had a good showing. Um, they had a really bad weekend against Oklahoma where they got swept at home. They kind of redeemed themselves after uh, winning the series at TCU, winning the series at Kansas, and then obviously sweeping West Virginia. But what did West Virginia do when they get to the Big 12 tournament? Uh, the Big 12 tournament was probably one of the most drunk ones there was or that happened this past week. As the one, two, and three seed all lost first game, and I almost picked Kansas to beat Texas because, you know, when doesn't Kansas beat Texas? You know, hint, hint, wink, wink, football. But Kansas did beat Texas, and Texas went zero and two in the tournament. Do I think Texas should have hosted? Absolutely not. Do I think that they are one of the better two seeds? Absolutely, a hundred percent. Louisiana as a three seed. I, I said, you know, middle of the year that Louisiana is definitely a tournament team. The Sun Belt is the best. Not one of. The Sun Belt is the best mid-major conference for college baseball this year. And I'm glad we got four teams in. I think we could have got even more in, honestly. You know, I say we as a Sun Belt as I am a alumni of Coastal Carolina. So I will refer to the Sun Belt and Coastal as we from time to time. I try not to, but I, I caught myself there. Now, that being said, I'm going to go on and pick this regional, okay? And kind of some, some of the reasons why that you should, you should watch, okay? You know, I, I know I've said this about a couple, two, three matchups. But, guys, I'm going to be real honest with you. The winner of this two and three matchup between Texas and Louisiana I think has a very legit shot at winning this Coral Gables Regional. Now, with that being said, I'm going to pick the game two of the Regional just because it's kind of an easier one. I'm going to take Miami over Maine, okay? Um, Like I said, you can throw Rosario, you can throw Chestnut. I don't think it matters. Miami's going to win. Miami can hit. Now, Texas and Louisiana. Let me go and give you a backstory real quick, okay? Louisiana hates Coastal Carolina. And there's this page called Rage and Review. And they hate Coastal Carolina, I think, more than Ohio State fans hate Michigan. And for those in the Midwest, you understand that hatred. Louisiana just hates them. And this page is one of the better trolling pages. Uh, I wouldn't even say, like, they're not even like Big Game Boomer, man. This is just a straight, usually a straight trolling. And because of that, you know, part of me being a former bat boy for Miami, I kind of want to, obviously a fan of the U, I want to see my, I, well, I want and I don't want. 
I want to see Miami play Louisiana. And I want to see Miami just beat the shit out of them so I can harass that page. A part of me doesn't want Miami to play Louisiana because God forbid if Louisiana beats Miami or eliminates Miami, that page is going to be so ungodly bearable to read. Um, and I just, would, I just wouldn't get on social media for the next month if that happens. Now, that being said, you know, Louisiana has a pretty good RPI, really good record, really good Sunbelt record. However, I think that Texas is better than Louisiana, who isn't that much further down in the RPI. Louisiana's RPI of 47, 18 and 12 in the Sunbelt. They are 40 and 22 overall. You know, really good resume. You know, they played Campbell three times. They lost two of them. Nonetheless, give me give me Texas. Hook them. All right? So I got Miami and Texas at the 1-0. I have Maine, Louisiana, 0-2. Now, I mean not 0-2, 0-1. Nothing in this world would make me happier than to see Maine beat Louisiana. However, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Louisiana will eliminate Maine, and they will face the loser of Texas and Miami. Now, game two for the Canes, I have a feeling that this would probably be a, a great, you know, a zeal game. You know, give me zeal pitching in this one, honestly. And with that, I think the Canes beat Texas. Texas will then play Louisiana again. I've already picked it once. Why would I pick against myself? Give me Texas again, eliminating Louisiana, and that way I just avoid the Miami-Louisiana matchup altogether. Um, and then I think the Canes in Texas will play two games. I think Texas will beat Miami in game six of the regional um, why? I mean, honestly, this Miami is the U. You know, can't can't make things too easy. But I think that the Canes will have a better bullpen. Um, Texas will play five games in this regional. Miami will play four. I just don't think Texas has enough pitching to compete in a fifth game in three days against Miami, who would only be throwing you know their weekend, you know their weekday guys and some bullpen guys. Uh, for that game seven of the regional. And with that, I have the Canes winning that regional and then playing Stanford in the Super Regionals. I, you know, I said this in the Stanford podcast that, you know, I really like Stanford's chances of going to Omaha. If Miami plays, uh, do you honestly... I really like Miami's chances like no matter what. You know, if they were if they make it to the Supers, if they're playing Stanford, if they're playing AM, if they're playing Cal State Fullerton, I really like their chances to go to Omaha. And if I look at other regional parents, I really would if I had to place like percentage of, of like who I think would advance to Omaha, I think Miami would probably be one of the higher percentages. You know, Miami has let's play this, they go. 25%, more than 25% of the time, okay? And they haven't been since 2016. Dude, I think it's time. 
you know, the last 100 years, they are going 25% of the time, okay? You know, doing math, you know, kind of real quick in my head, haven't been in like seven years. You know, based on those percentages, I think it's almost a lock that Miami gets to Omaha this year. And when they get to Omaha, you know, they've won it four times out of, I want to say they've been 25 times. So I think they've won it, you know, four out of 25, uh, which is a pretty good percentage uh, when you think about the fact that eight teams make it to Omaha. So you have, like, essentially a one and eighth chance of winning when you get there. And they have a better percentage of winning it when they get to Omaha than most schools do. But like I said, man, Miami has the bats. I believe they have the pitching. I believe they have the bullpen. They definitely have the reliever and Andrew Walters. I just think they have more than Texas, Louisiana, and Maine. And I will end by concluding that Miami will make up for that showing in the ACC championship against Clemson where they just imploded in the seventh inning. Now, let me say this too. If they, if they have an inning like that against Texas or Louisiana, they, they will not win this regional. They will not. So they have to avoid that catastrophic inning like they did against Clemson. But I just, I just don't see that happening. I think they will learn from their mistakes and they will advance to Supers, which I think will be at Stanford. My dad thinks it will be in Coral Gables against Texas A&M. And, hey, I hope he's right. <laughs> I would rather host a Super Regional than travel across the country for one. Good night. Go ACC. Go Canes.